0: When your best friend lives states away, you create a podcast and talk about movies. We talk about Marvel, Disney, and sci-fi. We talk about rom-coms, action, and comedy. We are the Cinema Ladies. The Cinema Ladies. Hi, pal. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. 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 Feeling a little sick again, which I feel like I have a lot more uh, over the last couple months, but just little sniffles here and there. Granted, I guess it is winter, but otherwise good. You?
1: Yeah, I. all of my families that I work with are sick right now. I'm constantly having to do like telehealth sessions. Because everyone, everyone is sick. I don't know. I feel like it used to be just like, oh, flu season in the the fall. And this one just has been like extended all winter.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's because like the weather pattern's been really weird. At least here it has been. But
1: yeah, I think that's definitely part of it for sure.
0: Mm.
1: I finally finished Echo,
0: uh, the Marvel TV show. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I am so disappointed in myself, because typically I watch those, like, the second it comes out, and I was so excited about Echo, and it took me, like, weeks to finish. Well, because you also had to be,
0: like, kind of focused, because a lot of it wasn't... I mean, obviously, what's really cool is uh, that the main character is deaf, and so you kind of have to watch the screen a lot and not be doing other things, because there's either subtitles or a lot of non-verbal communication that's happening and so I felt kind of similar like I feel like I was doing other stuff while I watched it and so I almost feel like I only experienced half of it so I probably need to go back and watch it again
1: oh yeah it was so good I loved it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I love Vincent D'Onofrio so good okay Well, today we are going to talk about Mean Girls, the 2024 movie that just came out. I think this is the freshest off the cinema, whatever you want to call it, movie theater uh, movie that we're covering. That's a weird way to Mm -hmm, say it. mm -hmm. The most recently Mm -hmm. released movie. There we go. (laughs) There we go. It's still in theaters, actually. Um, So maybe let's just start with what is your experience with the movie Mean Girls, both the 2024 and
1: 2004 version. Hmm. Well, the 2004, I would have been seven, and I think I did watch it. Not, I mean, I don't. I didn't watch it in theaters, but it's kind of funny looking back. Like it's a relatively inappropriate movie for mm-hmm. seven-year-olds. Um, But my sisters, Chelsea and Nicole, who I have to shout out because they have been listening and yelling at me for not saying their names every episode. So Chelsea and Nicole and I watched it probably a thousand times growing up, like Mm -hmm. from seven on every sleepover. Like, you know, when you would fall asleep at a sleepover and the DVD would go back to that main menu and it was like a very specific song that would play for like 30 seconds and then it'd repeat. Yeah. Okay, I like can so clearly remember the Mean Girls like title oh. <laughs> song because it'd be like playing for like hours when you're like sleeping in a friend's living room.
0: Do you know but, what the uh, song yeah. was or was it like made for the movie?
1: It wasn't lyrics. It was just oh. I think like um instrumental.
0: instrumental. <laughs> nice. But it's
1: like so distinct. Um and they were like the little like people that were like edited and they'd like move spots. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, my so I... Yeah, I absolutely loved the original. Um, very problematic, I mean, especially looking mm-hmm. back on it. I think even by the time I got to high school, I knew that there were parts of it that were not not good for people to be repeating or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, absolutely loved it. Was kind of excited for this new one. Um, well, so I knew that there was a Broadway musical... My sisters had gone to it without me. Rude. Um, Come on, uh, yeah,
0: Chelsea and Nicole.
1: <laughs> I was out in Colorado, so it makes sense. <laughs> but, yeah, so I knew that there was the musical on Broadway that they had gone to. Um, so I, I had heard about it, but hadn't actually seen that musical. Um, and so when this new one came out, and we'll talk about this later, but even within the trailer, I like couldn't quite figure out. I'm like, is it a second one? because I actually did make a second Mean Girls. Mm -hmm.
0: In 2011, Uh I think.
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, Or if it was, like, the kids. I, like, thought there would be way more original cast in it. So I, like, couldn't figure out what it was, but was excited about it. And Mm -hmm. went opening weekend with a friend. um, Ended up really disliking it. (laughs) Went a second (laughs) time. Ended up loving it. (laughs) Oh,
0: really? That's (laughs) kind of the turnaround.
1: Yeah. um, But, yeah. So that was kind of my experience. It, it's like it, Mean Girls is just such a classic. I mean, I can't. I don't think you can get through life without knowing of the quotes at least.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I think Mean Girls. So two thousand four, I would have been nine, um, but I remember seeing it because I had my older sister Kyle um, was it four years older than me. So I think we watched it at a fairly young age too. But Um, yeah, I just remember watching it again at sleepovers or with friends and the, the fetch thing, or I remember quoting the, the line from Karen about there's a 40% chance it's already raining outside (laughs) or those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I think those were just kind of funny points where I just remember bringing them up in high school, but yeah, it was always like, oh yeah, Wednesdays we wear pink, but nobody actually did it. We just always quoted the movie. Um, So, yeah, just the gem. And then, yeah, recently or on Tuesday with my sister, I got to watch Mean Girls. We were going to watch it the Thursday before, but then my sister-in-law, Sonia, had her little baby, and so we're like, oh, maybe we'll postpone it. Uh, (laughs) But, anyway, um, yay, new niece, let's go. But, yeah, so I watched it. Uh, Yeah, I think... We'll get into it, but I would say I only saw it the one time, and I didn't love it, but I had a sense that it was going to be a musical. I think they have a music note in the name Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and I heard that, like, Renee rapped, she was, like, a singer or whatnot, so when it was all kind of coming out, I was like, oh, I wonder if it'll be very similar. But they did have a really fun... Walmart commercial or something I forget what it was around yeah. Black Friday that had all the OG for the most part OG Mean Girls cast and all of my friends were like sharing it on social media and so I think it just added some extra hype um, so I really enjoyed the commercial I guess
1: <laughs> well and I think that's what threw me off so much is because of the commercial I was like oh my gosh all of the original cast is coming back mm. for this like that's gonna be amazing and then there were like three of the
0: original <laughs> cast yeah and I'm
1: like oh well that's you're not actually in it
0: mm-hmm. yeah but no speaking of high school just was there I guess I'll speak first maybe because I already have an answer but is there a high school trend that you remember that you're like wow I can't believe that like went on like for me I remember silly bands the things that like everyone would wear on their wrists And they would have like 20 or 30 of them before the whole Taylor Swift friendship bracelet was a thing. And it would, whenever you took it off, it was the shape of like a guitar or a fish or a cute animal that you like. And people would like share them. I still am just like, wow, that is (laughs) quite a specific trend where it just boomed for like maybe six months and then just everyone threw them all away.
1: Yeah, it's funny, because when you asked this question, I did immediately think of Silly Bands. I was actually still <laughs> in middle school when those came out. <laughs> the
0: youth.
1: Um, but I do remember being like, like keeping like, just the like hundred that you had in like a box and being like, what do I do with this now? Because mm-hmm. no one wears them anymore. <laughs> but they were so fun. They were. Um, I think for me, I remember the the bump, like
0: Ooh, the hairstyle. The snooky The Snooki bump.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah we didn't really call it that but I, that's exactly like she's I feel like she she probably made it popular but pioneered um, it. yeah we had like the like little plastic like fake ones that you could put in like on your head and then you'd put your hair over it, oh, bump so it was, like it? help you yeah a bump it that's I mean, what they're called we like full-on had bumpets so like, <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> like, I feel what, like what you would I feel
0: like you would rock a bump it.
1: Oh, thank you. I have pretty thick hair, so I was able to to cover up that there was a plastic thing in my hair. <laughs> oh yeah, wow. Man. Good That's... times. I do I do love a good high school walk down memory lane.
0: Never going back. Never going back. <laughs> College? Yes. Thousand times, yes. <laughs> Middle school? Absolutely not. High school. Meh. I mean, I was captain of the improv troupe at Waseda High School, so that's my um, claim to fame.
1: Weird, weird flex, but okay. <laughs>
0: um, also, well, one of the reasons why I like Mean Girls is it's like made by Tina Fey, and she was on SNL. Um, so, I mean, a little bit of improv sketch comedy kind of relationship there that I liked.
1: <laughs> that is... It is good. Tina Fey. I think this may have been Tina Fey and Amy Poehler's first movie together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just an iconic duel that like went on to do multiple movies together. Mm-hmm. But I think this might have been the first. I think so, fun. too. Mm-hmm.
0: I think this was her first writing gig after SNL is what I saw somewhere.
1: It is, yeah. I probably saw it in my notes. <laughs> there we go.
0: Oh, stole it from Ellie.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> you like Tina Fey more, I think, so you, you're happy you get to share that. Um, But yeah, so the original movie, as we said, came out in 2004. Um, The Broadway musical... So then there was a second one that completely flopped. I don't think most people have seen it. I didn't even do any research on it because it was not good. (laughs)
0: Honestly, I didn't even know it existed until I read, like, a note on Google when looking up stuff for this podcast.
1: I do think I did watch it, but it... And this is so funny to me because I think it had people actually in high school like the age of the actors were high school age so they looked like just babies Mm. compared to like and like this movie is the same like mid or early 20 year olds acting as teenagers sure um so i just remember them seeming super super young and just it was not good um so we're gonna pretend that one didn't happen (laughs) great the broadway musical um premiered in 2018 and then stopped in 2020 when COVID happened. So it had a very short runtime, actually, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. But it did receive 10 Tony nominations, which is pretty impressive. Holy moly. Yeah, like it was very well received on Broadway. The movie is based off of the musical, not the original movie, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. But is the musical based off of right. the original movie? Okay.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like a little bit of a train, but the like the newest movie is is pulling from musical, not necessarily the original. Gotcha. Which is pulled off of each other. But yes, so the summaries are going to be very similar from the 2014 or the 2004 and the 2024 one, but we're doing the 2024. So the opening is narrated by Janice and Damien and this is the same as the musical, um, so they're kind of, in the original, it was, um, Katie's perspective that we kind of took, like, she was the narrator, um, in the musical, and this movie, it's Janice and Damien, um, Hmm. and they're telling us about, it's, it's so hard to, like, read my notes and see Katty, but say Katie, (laughs) like, almost (laughs)
2: wrote
1: Katie instead, like, in K K A D. Um, because it's, it's throwing me off, but Katie Heron grew up in South Africa with her mom, who is a scientist. Um, she wanted to like, she'd like always dreamed of being in like a quote unquote normal, um, school back in America. So her mom finally agreed and let her go to, they like moved back to America. She started high school for the first time ever being in public school because her mom had homeschooled her all through, um, up until then. Um, and so she goes to high school. She doesn't quite fit in because she doesn't quite know the, like, kind of unspoken culture. But Janice and Damien, who are, like, a little bit of outsiders, or, like, miss like they don't have their own group. So Janice and Damien take her under their wings um, and kind of teach her about high school. They teach her about the, quote-unquote, plastics. The plastics are a group of girls, including Regina George. Um, in this movie, it's Karen Shetty, and then Gretchen Wieners. And, um... They're, like, the popular girls. They call them plastic because they're, like, fake. Um, I can't think of the other reasons. I feel like there was, there was like, a, a bunch why they called them the plastics. Um, and Regina George is kind of, like, the leader. She's, like, the mean the mean one of them all. Um, and so they, the plastics, invite Katie to, like, be friends with them. Um, and Regine, or Janice and Damien are like, yeah, be friends with them, and then tell us, like, all the stuff that they do, um, like, let's make fun of them, um, Katie goes to her math class, she's really smart at math, so she's, like, in an advanced level math class, and she meets this guy named Aaron Samuels, um, this is actually Regina's ex, and so Katie, like, quote-unquote, is not allowed to date him, because Mm -hmm. she's friends with Regina, um, but then when Regina does find out, she gets back together with Aaron, Um, And so then Janice, Damien, and Katie launch a plan to, like, sabotage Regina um, to get Katie back with Aaron, um, but also it's Janice's revenge as well, and they don't really say exactly what happened until about halfway through, and then you find out they had, like, been best friends, and then, I can't remember specifically what happened, but, oh, they had, like, matching dolls and that was how janice had come out to regina and then regina like made fun of her and ended up like using the doll to like make fun of her so then janice burned the doll in their science class and then that accidentally like burned the whole backpack so then they like thought she was this like pyromaniac and she got kicked out of school for the rest of the semester yes so janice wants her own revenge (laughs) so yeah lots
0: of bad beef between regina and janice (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. And so Katie starts spending a lot more time with the plastics, and then she kind of slowly starts acting like them. She, like, is very mean and kind of gets more self-centered. She's, like, still friends with Janice and Damien because they're, like, sabotaging Regina, but slowly you can see that friendship, like, not being as important to Katie. Um, And then she also starts failing math class, so Aaron will notice her and tutor her, even though she, like, originally was pretending and then it kind of starts being real that she's like actually feeling it Mm -hmm. um but yeah so eventually all this catches up with katie um when they finally quote-unquote break regina (laughs) which this is and we'll talk about the later the differences this um was pretty a funny scene where regina gets kind of dethroned from her place in the hierarchy of high school but then katie gets kind of put on top, and people like Katie, mm-hmm. and so, uh, um, she continues to act like a plastic, and then, um, there's kind of this big scene where she has a house party and doesn't invite Janice and Damien, um, and they're very upset by this, and they're telling her, like, you're not even, um, pretending anymore, like, you're, mm-hmm. you're actually a mean girl now, like, you're actually a plastic, um, and that's also kind of in the same time frame that Regina finds out that. Katie had been sabotaging her. Um, Yes. So there's something called a burn book, which is where um, uh, Regina, like the original plastics, Regina, Gretchen, and Karen wrote like really mean things about everyone in school. And then when Katie started becoming friends with them, she added a couple to it. Um, and so Regina takes that book, writes about herself, which is kind of confusing, um, but brings it to school and then everyone starts freaking out. And then because she's in it, she can't get blamed for it, which was Loki very smart of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everyone's freaking out because everyone's seeing these like horrible things that were said, and a lot of them were like true secrets that people they had like found out. So a lot of people's secrets are coming out. Um, but basically the, like, administration can't pin it on anyone because there's, like, no evidence of, like, who did it. Um, so they, like, pull all of the girls into the gym. What was interesting is they said all junior girls or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I was, like, it's only, like, that, like, class. I'm, like, there could have been a senior that did this or a sophomore that did this. But I guess, like, if all of the people are juniors, it just makes sense it was a junior.
0: Yeah, maybe they were trying to, like, narrow it down. I also like how with the burn book in this one, uh, cause in the 2004, they like scanned a ton of copies and threw papers everywhere. Whereas in this one, someone just placed the book like in the hallway and then everyone like used social media to share it. So I was like, wow, really like 20 years later, how, how that kind of works. I don't know. I thought that was interesting.
1: I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, she's not, like, throwing the papers. And then I, like, had to, like, think about it. I'm like, why isn't she throwing the papers? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because they can just text pictures to each yeah. other.
0: Like, do they even know how to use a printer? You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So, basically, the the school pulls all junior girls into the um gym or auditorium, and they, like, make them do basically, like, a friendship exercise,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, and this is similar to the first, where you're standing on, like, a raised platform, and then you, like, say something, um, either, like, an apology or, you know, a confession, and then you, like, fall into the group, um, and Regina, like, still says something mean about Janice, and so Janice is, like, yeah, screw this, and then basically tells everyone what she and Damien and Katie had been doing to Regina in terms of the sabotage. Um, and so, yeah. This, personally, is one of my favorite songs in the movie that Regina <laughs> sings. Yeah. Um, but then, basically, Katie and Regina get into an argument. They, like, argue outside, to, down to the street. Regina gets hit by a bus. Um, and then, of course... Katie feels bad. She ends up confessing that she wrote the book, um, which she only wrote, like, two things in the book or three things in the book. But she doesn't, um, like, rat out anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, she, and then for her punishment, she or for, like, extra credit, because she's failing math, she has to join the mathletes in their competition. Um, and then... Same night, there's also the Spring Fling dance. So once they win, Kitty like helps them win the math competition, which this is where we see Lindsay Lohan, who played the original, um, or played in the original, she's like in it for a little while, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so Kitty helps them win, the limit does not exist. They go to the spring, so like then the whole math late team goes to the spring fling dance, and that's where she also wins Spring Fling Queen. Um, which I was like, wow, what a, what a winning night for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then she just like gives a quick little, um, speech about like, we need to like be true to who we are and nice to each other. And like, what is being plastic rips or breaks the crown, gives it to people. Um, and then everyone kind of like forgives each other and is happy. In the end. Everyone's a queen. Mm hmm. Yes. So, uh, Yeah, that's just, like, a brief summary. I figure 90% of people have seen this movie, so they know. (laughs) Um, As we mentioned earlier, Tina Fey did write this, so she wrote the original and then the musical and this one, so she was part of it. It was kind of fun. I got to see... Or I was, look, I was watching an interview with her, and they were talking about, like, yeah, like, you've been a comedian for, like, so many years. You've been, like, a writer for so many years. Do you ever look back on some of your jokes and be like, wow, those, like, didn't age well, or, like, those are pretty problematic now? And she's like, yeah, especially when they make a movie, or, like, a second movie out of it, because <laughs> there were, like, so many jokes in the original that were, like, yeah, not PC now, or just, like, mm. not, didn't age well. I mean, I don't think they were great when they came out. Right, but, right. But, um... Yeah, and then this was directed by Samantha Janey or and Arturo Perez Jr. Um, so female writer and female one of the female directors, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And then music was done by Jeff, for the musical and the movie Jeff Richmond and lyrics by Nell Benjamin, so also a female lyricist, which is kind hmm. of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, where to go from here. There's just so many things about this movie that I am excited to talk about.
0: Yeah, Do we want to yeah. just talk quick about reception between the two movies? So, yeah. as far as from like a movie stats critic perspective, so Rotten Tomatoes, they scored the 2024 Mean Girls uh, 70%, and then the 2004 84%. Um, for IMDb, the 2024 was like 6.3, and then 2004 was 7.1. So just, again, slightly lower. And then I guess this next one, I don't know how fair it is just because obviously the 2004 one has been out longer, but that one had earned $130.1 million, and the 2024 so far has earned $69 million. But a fun little stat was it was the first movie in two thousand. Twenty four to earn more than 50 million dollars granted we're in january still but that was another little factoid
1: uh, but yeah that is interesting it also makes me think like what movies have come out in january mm-hmm. and most of them were also musicals <laughs> really uh yep don't worry we'll talk about it <laughs> oh oh good oh. good it's a whole section of mine I don't know um but yes so this movie the 2024 version and the 2020 or the both versions <laughs> um pass the Bechtel test which is um a test of between of movies if there's two female characters that um have da- dialogue um that's not about a man both characters have to be named um and both movies, again, I think mostly because it's almost the exact same script, um, mm-hmm. they pass with flying colors. Like there's so much dialogue in this movie that's not about guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because like the villains are, and like the the um, heroes, quote unquote, are all women in this movie. Right. Um, so right. Like, they talk about a lot of women-based mm. things, which is cool. I just wish it wasn't like
0: all super toxic. Or,
1: yeah, like, <laughs> or all negative? the times that they're, like, passing, it's like, you look ugly, <laughs> and it's like, no, you do, and I'm like, well, that's not, that's not necessarily what we want that to be passing right, on. Right, right. But, I mean, still, very, very female-dominated cast, which is fun. Um, Yeah, so, kind of to compare the this movie to the original movie, we've kind of said some of the things... Um, the original movie had a lot of, like, race-based jokes, a lot of homophobic jokes. It had a lot of jokes that were, like, about weight or size. Um, mm-hmm. All of those, for the most part, have been cut, which, good.
0: Right. <laughs> those didn't good. need to be
1: there. Mm. Um, Two
0: decades later, I'm glad glad we, we were able to see some progress there.
1: Yes. Um, there's still a part, like, the... One of the things that they do to sabotage Regina is to give her, like, bars that would make her gain weight. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's still, like, ooh, we, maybe. And, like, the, you see her, like, running on a Saturday night trying to, like, burn it off. And I didn't love that part. But I also think that's pretty real to, like, the high school experience
2: mm-hmm. in terms
1: of being very aware of, of your body and things like that. So, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about that one um, as well. So, you know, progress for sure. I did. My sisters went to the musical, as I mentioned, and they said that mo- almost all of those jokes were still in the musical. At least the, oh, really? they didn't see it, like, on Broadway. They saw the off-Broadway version. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because I, I, I think they saw it in, like, 2019
2: oh 2020.
1: Okay. And um, I remember them calling me up and being like, oh, my gosh, they still had, like, all of the, like... <sighs> Fat jokes in it and they were like why why are these this
0: is so bad yeah <laughs>
1: yes so i will say as far as i'm aware these jokes were only taken out for the movie not necessarily the musical which was just a couple years ago mm, interesting mm-hmm. um another note is that this the new movie is significantly more diverse um mm-hmm. the original movie is like pretty white <laughs> I yeah. mean, there are some characters of color um but this one yeah they just not only in race but sexuality gender like a lot of things is much more diverse here um and I think that went also in changing the last names of some of the characters mm. um so like Karen Smith went to Karen Shetty um and then Janice Ian went to Janice Emiki um I think that's how you pronounce it. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find a pronunciation. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, when they changed a character's... Um, like, who was, who was portraying that character, they, like, matched the name, which I, I thought was good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so then they also changed a couple of the, the insults, which I thought was really interesting. So, mm-hmm. one big i think the most most obvious of this is when regina george is putting her own name into the the burn book she calls herself in the original a fuggly slut <sighs> and in the new one she calls herself a fuggly cow hmm. but they do say slut later hmm. and to me the word fuggly is the worst part of it
0: <laughs> really
1: It just sounds so horrible to me. I'm like, I I don't know. But I, like, both times I watch it, remember being like, that felt so unnecessary. Especially because, like, again, it's not like they're not swearing in other aspects of the movie. Right. If you consider Slot a swear word. I don't know.
0: I don't think it's a swear word. I think it's a derogatory word.
1: Yeah. But so is Cow.
0: Right. I don't think cow is better. I I agree with that statement. I think cow is, in some ways, worse. Right. But it depends on maybe what you value or what your insecurity is. Like, cow is very pointed towards, like, the weight thing. Slut is probably more pointed towards, yeah, your sexuality or how (laughs) freely sexual you are. And so some people may be more insecure about either. So some people might think slut Anyway, yeah.
1: <laughs> right, which is, I just, like, the point being, why why change that piece of it? Like, if you're gonna, ch- like, change, you're taking out the weight jokes, you're taking out some of these more negative things, but then you're replacing, like, you're adding in cow? I don't know. Do you, you just think
0: they did it selfish. because Regina, well, I guess she does cheat on Aaron with Shane, but it seems like she has either Shane or she has Aaron, whereas, like the insult that maybe Regina realizes more for herself is the weight thing. So it's more impactful for her. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Either way. I think it's a weird, a weird change. (laughs) Unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah. And like, because that's like a kind of iconic scene, Mm -hmm. you notice it instantly. Right. And you're like, huh. Okay. That's different.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, as I mentioned, this is narrated from Damien and Janice's perspective a little bit more instead of Katie's. Um, and And I think that's
0: the piece, like the, their narration that made it feel more musically or more like a musical, because to me, it didn't make sense that they were narrating or they would come in at different points. And I was like, "Mm, that feels unnecessary because it's very clear to see that that is what is happening. So that's where, like, in a musical, I feel like they sometimes overdo the explanation so that everyone is getting it because people get lost in music (laughs) sometimes.
2: Yeah. So
0: it just felt, like, overkill. But, I mean, I appreciated how it was different cinematography that was done, if that makes sense, whenever they were doing their narration. Like, it it felt like a very different part of the movie that was, like, cut in. Like, at the beginning, it was kind of like, a music video little guitar thing, or when he was doing the talent show, um, like it was in black and white, like they kind of separated it out. If that makes sense from the rest Mm -hmm. of how it was filmed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I didn't notice that, but yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, also this is just like a funny thing to me when Janice and Damien are coming back from the art show and they, they stop by Katie's house and see that she's having a party in that scene Damien's driving his grandma's car or like it's not is it a comfortable or no Janice is just standing out of a sunroof which she's not wearing a seatbelt that's very unsafe it's mm-hmm. not okay and so in this version Damien was just driving his grandma's jazzy which was like like a moped like mm-hmm, automatic mm-hmm.
0: like a little driveway. scooter
1: yeah yeah and I thought that was so funny <laughs> because I'm like again this is where we like see like 20 years later movies like usually have to show people like putting on seatbelts or putting on helmets mm. if they're riding motor, motorcycles otherwise they're like quote-unquote encouraging
0: interesting I didn't driving. realize that
1: oh yeah it's a, it's a you can like kind of tell like pretty specifically when that change happened in in movies because now people are always like putting seatbelts on and stuff mm. um, click it or ticket. Like, yeah, and so the idea of, like, someone standing up outside of the sunroof as, like, he's slowly driving down the road, I'm like, yeah, that's very unsafe. <laughs>
0: they don't want to encourage the,
1: that. But then on the same end, it's, like, a house party where there's a ton of underage people drinking, and it's like, are we really, <laughs> like...
0: But which one's more socially taking? acceptable? <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> um, But, yeah, so I just thought that one um, was was funny. And then I think... In general, Janice's character is, like, much bigger in this one compared to the original.
0: Mm-hmm. I think they try and make her a lot more likable as well. Hmm. At least I felt they did. Like, more relatable, likable. Like, in the first one, I felt like Janice was very standoffish and recluse almost and, like everyone didn't like her but in this one I don't know she was maybe more expressive I know it was the same thing like she did art and it was in the same way but maybe maybe it just felt like she was more friendly but just obviously not towards Regina
1: yeah okay since we're talking about her character Mm -hmm. do you know who that actress is no it is okay I also looked up how to pronounce her name because I didn't want to mess it up it's Oli'i Crafaho who was the voice of Moana. Really? Yes! <laughs>
0: oh, I love Moana.
1: I know, and I like... Whenever that makes she sense, because was... she's
0: a really good singer.
1: Right, and whenever she would sing in the movie, like, both times I was watching it, I was like, dang, she has the best voice in this movie, like, mm-hmm. in my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I also thought she was the most beautiful in the whole movie and I was like oh my gosh like no wonder I like like this character so much because I loved Moana and obviously it's animated so she's not actually in it but I like (laughs) (laughs) stop but her voice still is and like (laughs) but I was just like wow oh Mm -hmm. yes so that was fun I when someone told me that I was like oh my gosh
0: that's awesome another thing I noticed because I think we'll probably transition to talking more about the music piece. But whenever they showed Regina singing, they would make it more like a music video vibe. So like instead of having like your standard like TV kind of screen or movie screen, they would make it more wide angle. And then they would have it look more music video-y, which was super interesting, like how they and- switch it up.
1: Yeah, and the lighting always changed. Like, especially mm-hmm. in the end one where it's world burn, it's, like, very red everywhere. Or,
0: like, the Halloween party and the strobe lights. I was like, wow, you guys should have given, like, a a warning at the beginning of the film.
1: I also was like, that That doesn't feel safe to me because I had to, like, close my eyes. It was like, whoa! Yeah. But, okay, also, this is a little bit of a tangent, but Tina Fey gives like a a little monologue and before the movie starts Mm -hmm. that's like hi like thank you so much for coming enjoy the show and I was like that was so unnecessary (laughs) like she didn't say anything about anything it was literally just like hi like thanks for coming bye like I was like oh
0: okay (laughs) they also did that for um was it Black Panther like the second one that came out there's, a, there's been a couple films where they've randomly had, thanks for coming, because maybe it was because this was supposed to be a Paramount Plus release, and then they changed it to a theatrical release. So maybe, I don't know, because maybe that decision was released, and then they're like, actually, no, let's have it be in theaters, so let's thank the people that spend money. I don't know. You're right. It was a little lackluster.
1: I just, well, the, the only, I don't remember it in, in Wakanda forever, but the only other time I've, I've seen that was in Spider-Man No Way Home where they're like, hey, thanks for coming. There's spoilers in this movie and we want everyone to be experience it because, like, when the other um, Spider-Mans came. And so, like, it was Tom Holland being like, shh, don't tell anyone what happens in this movie so they can have a good experience when they come for the first time. So that's just, like, he's giving instructions. He's giving a message that makes sense to me. Mm. and then Tina Fey's just like hey thanks for coming and I'm like okay oh um, I
0: wonder if it's to encourage women movie makers or for people to see the people behind the scenes
1: of the movie is also a woman I don't yeah, but know but she's in the movie so you, unless you knew that
0: yeah I don't know
1: it, it was weird
0: but it was a choice for some <laughs> reason it?
1: I would say, yeah, and it's joyous. Yeah. Um, do you have some callbacks to the previous movie? I do.
0: A couple of things throughout the movie that were callbacks to the previous movie. So one fun fact is that Principal Duval, which was interesting. I listened to a podcast with him, and he didn't think that he had a first name in the movie, but he actually does because I think it says on his nameplate. I forget what it is. It's like Don or something, but... It was just funny because I listened to a podcast and I was like, it's actually, like, in the movie. But, anywho. um, So Principal Duvall is wearing a cast as a joke from the original film. Because in the original film, he says, oh, my carpal tunnel is acting up. And so, for this movie, he says that it's back. But, apparently, he actually broke his hand prior to filming the 2004 film. And that's why he had to wear a cast. Isn't that funny? But so they decided to, like, put a cast on him again, kind of unnecessarily.
1: Wait, that is really funny. I mean, They don't actually acknowledge it at all in the second Mm-mm. movie, so it's only if you watch, which, again, most people did, the original, you're like, oh, wait, that's funny. Mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, and yes?
1: I was just going to say, he is a returning, he's one of the three that are returning, so Tim Meadows was the original, and this one.
0: Yes, and if you haven't seen, Tim Meadows is in a very funny episode of The Office where he and Michael Scott sing Baby Back Ribs while they eat at a Chili's, and it's amazing. It's in the earlier episodes, earlier seasons.
1: That that is funny. Um, Also, something that was different in this movie compared to the original is... Principal Duvall and Miss Norberry, Tina Fey's character from the original, in the second one are married, or at least together. Maybe not married. Mm. I can't remember if there's a ring. In the original, Miss Norberry is going through a divorce, um, or her Mm. husband leaves her, or something like that. And so it's cute in this one. They like have like a little thing about walking the dog in the morning, and you're like, (laughs) oh, you found happiness. (laughs) I was like, oh,
0: that's cute. So another one is in the original film, Tina Fey invented the word fetch rather than using an actual teenage slang word, but then, uh, like, to prevent the film from feeling dated. But then, in this movie, they say, oh, that is so fetch. And then Regina asks, what is that even from? And she was like, oh, from an old movie, which is presumably a callback to the fact that the original is 20 (laughs) years old. (laughs) So that's an old Mm -hmm. movie. And then... yeah.
1: I loved that part. I thought it was so funny when they're like, it's from an old movie. I'm like, oh, it is an old movie. It's 20 years old.
0: Yeah. And then they did a similar thing during the Mathletes competition where Lindsay Lohan was like, they're tied 28, 28. That has only happened once in the history of the competitions. (laughs) And I was like, I bet it's a nod to like the 2004 as well. So. You
1: caught it. (laughs) I did. I did. Just some fun,
0: fun callbacks.
1: Um, another thing that I thought was really funny was when Karen for Halloween dresses up and she puts like, they're like, what are you? Cause she's just wearing like a dress. Um, and then she puts like little ears on and she's like, I'm a mouse. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this one, um, the, it's like turned into a song where she's talking about Halloween. That and song was so her- fun.
0: I was like, wow, this is. There was children in the theater I was at, and I was like, this is a bit raunchy for them, but I just thought it was really funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I was like, ooh, <laughs> this is not high school anymore. A lot of um, boobs. That song is called Sexy, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but there's a part where she's like, I'm a mouse, duh, <laughs> that like, keeps going in the song. <laughs> um, And then there's also a part when she's, she's like trying on a bunch of different costumes for Halloween. And one of the costumes is the very iconic outfit that Regina George wears, where the two parts by her boobs are cut out and the purple bra is showing yeah. through. Um, and so there was just like a lot of like very subtle little, like, but like anyone who's seen Mean Girls probably a thousand times, it's like, Oh my gosh, there, that, that's that part. That's that part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I loved, I loved those little, little pieces to it. Um, same thing with the health teacher. Mm-hmm. when he's John uh, Hamm because yeah in the original because he is he in the original too no okay I didn't think so it's a different health feature. um the original it's like don't have sex or you'll die <laughs> <laughs> and then in this one on the board there's like all the like what is more accurate to now is health health approach um and so yeah it's just like funny to to see all the the really subtle they did a good job I think with with those little things um and then, i'm really
0: glad that they got rid of the health teacher sleeping with a student arc uh for this one i, I was glad to see that gone
1: <laughs> yeah the, the incredibly illegal <laughs> yes um they they did take out things that were were needing to be taken out
0: 100
1: <laughs> it's similar to what you were talking about with the burn book not having copied Prints of it. In this movie, a lot of the ways that they spread information was through TikTok mm-hmm. or like texting or things like that. And so so in the original during the Jingle Bell or rock, whatever the song is that they perform, which was a different song
0: mm-hmm. this time. It was. it was.
1: And I I was like, did you like not get rights or something? Like, because there's always like a lot of things with movie rights and songs.
0: I think that there's been more sexualized christmas songs and maybe they felt like that one was more appropriate for the use or the time
1: is the the rocking around the pole an actual christmas song i thought they i had never heard that before you know
0: that'd be a great google thing i don't know
1: (laughs) but yeah so anyways it's a different song slightly different routine they have to kick the boon box because it's scratching Mm -hmm. and then that's like what they kick off the stage and it hits hits jason in the face and like all this stuff obviously they're not going to do that this time because there's no boombox. and so instead they like had it her fall during a stunt and she just body slams just
0: biffs it
1: it is so funny (laughs) 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 and then like it goes like tiktok famous basically but that was funny to me that it was like oh yeah because when the original one came out, social media wasn't really a
0: thing. The cameos, though, by Megan The Stallion were just... <laughs> she would come in at, like, different points and, like, be commenting on something. And the, like, one where Regina gets run over by a bus, it was funny because she made the comment. She was like, how can I get this off my feed? Because there's, like, <laughs> sometimes there's reels of, like, awful things or, like, TikToks of things that people are like, how can I remove this? Like, I, I don't want to see... Like a crocodile eating a snake, you know, like so. It was kind of like that sort of feel. I was like, hashtag relatable.
1: That's so funny. Wow. Okay, this is saying a lot about me. One because I'm not on TikTok, and one I'm very bad at music. I did not know that was like. This
0: yeah, she's a very. Yeah. You I don't know, know who, who that is. is. I just
1: okay. Didn't know that was like I just thought it was like a someone TikTok.
0: Recently, that. she's been in a lot of like NFL commercials or planet fitness commercials and she's like I'm the fitness queen ah so I've seen her a lot (laughs) recently so that's why I was like oh that's Megan Thee Stallion
1: yeah no I had no idea (laughs) that's all right okay a couple comparisons from this movie to the musical Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like I said those jokes were cut because those original jokes were in the in the musical one thing that I saw online that a lot of people were really upset by was the way that the songs were changed from the musical to the movie and that the way that their their song is with like significantly less energy like even just listening to the two different and I think part of that is the median that they're being shown in like mm-hmm. on Broadway you have to like be really dramatic you have to have a lot of energy. You've got to really, like, sing it out. And in movies, you don't quite have to. But then I also saw that, like, yeah, in a, in a musical, you you do it once and then the scene's over. Versus in movies, they're doing that over and over and over again for sometimes, like, days on end. And so it's just, like, not possible to, like, give every single take, like, that much energy because mm. you, like, burn out so fast.
0: Well, it also so, probably well, wouldn't feel the most authentic, again like, what you're saying, to the median that it's coming in. It would almost feel too musical-y, and that's a different vibe entirely than, I think, what they were going for for the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people that... And I actually was talking to a friend of mine who really loved the musical, was very disappointed by, like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is, like, significantly muted. Like, the songs are just, like, not quite as...
0: mm. Yeah, I felt like Um, quite a few of them, like, there should have been more. Like, any of the ones that Katie sang... I was like, "Oh, give more," you know?
1: Yeah, so I just know that that was something that was disappointing for people that did know the musical, um, as well as kind of on a similar tune some of the s- tune. <laughs> some uh-huh. of the new like the movie songs were like changed to be like a little bit more poppy, a little bit mm-hmm. more like I don't know, the cadence is different, quicker tempo. So, yeah and that was I think disappointing for, for some people um, but I think going back to like what you were saying with like the music video energy mm-hmm. um, and then the last thing that my friend who had seen the musical and really liked it was very <laughs> upset by was all of Aaron Samuel's songs were cut from the movie and mm-hmm. apparently he's got some like really good ones and she was very upset by that and then I saw later that the actor who played Aaron Samuel's who is Christopher Brinney, who I think he's from the Summer I Turned Pretty series. I I have never heard of that. <laughs> oh, what? It was like everywhere. It's on Prime. It, the second season came out not that long ago. and people, I read the books when I was young, but have yet to see this, the show. Mm. Um, but apparently he's in that and refuses to sing. Like when he like auditioned, he's like, I will not sing. And they're like, that's fine. Like, will still have you and I'm like interesting that you're like auditioning for a musical movie and mm-hmm. refusing to sing and like I, in interviews with like other cast members they would always like be like making fun of him like trying to get him to sing and he's like no which to me I find really irritating
0: <laughs> well like why would you cast him then right it's a musical but maybe because of the runtime of the movie they're like well we were gonna have to cut songs anyway and this is more convenient and He matches that heartthrob vibe. I don't know. Interesting choice because yeah, it did feel like there was like no male singers except for Damien, which Mm -hmm. I get it. It's a movie filled with women, but
1: yeah, well, and like I think out of the the main cast, he's the only one that I well apart from obviously the voice of Moana, right? Um, he's the only one that like I think had some name recognition. Oh sure. That was
0: well because Renee Rapp, Regina George, she. Starred, I think, in the Broadway musical, but this was her first debut of Unfair. like in a movie, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But yeah, so those were a couple of the comparisons to the musical. Like I said, I never saw it, but my a couple people that I know had had some strong opinions on it that I, I felt were worth sharing.
0: So I had a question on that relating to musical adaptations. I was debating whether or not leaving it at the end for questions, but because we're talking about it now. Is there a movie that you would love to see, like a musical, or be made into a musical, like adaptation?
1: A movie that I want to see done again as a musical? Yes. Movie? Or just like on Broadway musical?
0: No, uh, maybe a musical movie.
1: So like do a second one? Mm. That's like similar to this. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I like to think no, because they're not my favorite. Oh. I, I love musicals. I do. But I think they're separate categories. And mm-hmm. so to try and, like, add. Like, it just feels. Like, and I think this is why the first viewing was so negative for so many people. Is because it's, like, almost jarring to see, like, Regina George, like, look at the camera and start belting out a song like it pulls you (laughs) so out of the moment right and that's like uh, was like kind of upset like I'm like ah this is so I I don't necessarily know unless it was like a comedy like I'm thinking of like I don't know, maybe one of the, like, Marvel movies, like one mm-hmm. of the Thor or Guardians of the Galaxy that already have a lot of of music in them. Mm-hmm. So, like, see them dancing would be kind of funny, but, like, again, it would then be a comedy. You wouldn't be taking it seriously. Versus yeah. this one, yeah, it was a comedy, but they weren't, like, I don't think you were intended to laugh when suddenly Regina George is like, I am Regina, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and right. I would, like, burst out laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it just felt so, like, yeah bizarre out of place Mm -hmm. yeah I love a good musical I would say musical movies unless they're movies of musicals so like Les Mis the movie awesome like I really like musicals that then turn into movies if they're doing exactly like the musical
1: Mm.
0: if that makes sense So, again, the only one I can think of is Les Mis, Um, but, like, I really like that. Or The Waitress. I haven't seen that movie yet, but I really like the musical. But, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking of something kind of way outfield, like, if Anchorman was a musical or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, I just don't think that would be good. (laughs) But, again, it's a comedy. Can you think of a serious movie that you would want to be Probably not.
0: Hmm, yeah, you're, well, but I really like beautiful musicals. So, like, um, what's that movie with Channing Tatum, Vowed, or Vow, or something? It's a really depressing movie, The Vow.
1: Oh, The Vow.
0: I think that could be a musical. It'd be so depressing. <laughs> at least, at least face is saying sing, no. but that's okay.
1: <laughs> I just, again, I love musicals. Mm -hmm. and it's okay I think to go from musical to movie but to go from movie to musical I think is just really hard
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like Legally Blonde
1: was Legally Blonde originally a
0: a movie and then it went to a musical
1: on Broadway but it wasn't a musical movie oh right
0: who knows but maybe they'll do that because Mean Girls just did it (laughs) it feels like there's sometimes a theme
1: It's so confusing to be talking about like musicals and movies and then movie musicals. (laughs) I'm like, we need another word for this. I agree. Um, But no, that, that goes well into the next part of this. So the marketing for this movie was very interesting because they very intentionally did not market it as a movie musical. Yeah, that's so wild to me. Yes. And like, like I, I watched an interview with like someone from Paramount plus that was like, Oh yeah, it was really intentional that we didn't market it as a musical because we didn't want to exclude anyone. Like we wanted everyone to come, but if we said it was a musical, we like thought we were losing a whole like audience of people. And I think you would, you would. And are you taking even like, like to me and what I feel like is a lot of people not knowing it's a musical and going to it. And then suddenly they're singing. You're like, (laughs) whoa, like, <laughs> and, like, apparently there was, like, a lot of people in theaters that walked out, like, there was a ton of walkouts, yeah, that's not because, good, that's not right, good. and, like, and, like, um, this, so this was, like, a whole thing recently, because Mean Girls, not marketed, I mean, there was, like, the the music sign, and, like, if you knew, like, you could kind of gauge a little bit, but the movie Wonka was a musical, and they did not market it as a musical. And, like, they're singing in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but apparently it's, like, full-blown musical. See, the color and of-
0: I just thought of, like, the commercial where Timothy Chalamet is, like, um, I don't know, dancing on a light pole or something. And I felt like that was very musically to me. So I guess it doesn't surprise me it's a musical, but that is true. It wasn't really marketed that way
1: no not at all and then the color purple was also a movie that came out in the same time frame that was a musical that was not marketed as a musical and like again you like in the trailer there's like someone singing and there's but there's a difference between there being songs in a movie Mm -hmm. and there being, being like a full musical right and so a lot of people were saying the reason that they're doing this is I think because they're trying to get everyone there and not just people that like Musicals, but mm-hmm. the risk that you run with doing that is people being very upset and like <laughs> disliking the movie because right. they're, it's like you feel like hoodwinked. You're like, I didn't know that that was the case. And then, like, and again, it's not that musical movies don't do well. Like the I like looked up like top ones, and technically The Sound of Music that's a little bit older, so I'll give them that.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs>
1: but also like Hairspray, Dreamgirls, The Greatest Showman, La La Land. The greatest like, Showman is are... so good. It, and it scored so high. It won so many awards. Mm-hmm. So there's like this like false notion around. Oh, it's a mus- If we say it's a musical movie, people won't like it. Right. There was a couple of flops like. Um, In the Heights didn't do very well. That was a musical mm-hmm. movie. Tick, Tick, Boom didn't, I mean, that was, I think, only released on Netflix, but yeah. So it's like, I've been seeing a lot about it online where people are like, actually like, my partner didn't want to go because they didn't, they weren't interested in Walk Up, but once I told them it was a musical, they were, they like bought the tickets for
2: us. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. so like, you're like missing your target audience Yeah, because people
0: that love musicals love musicals, and they'll go to any kind. So, like, The Color Purple, I had no idea that was a musical. I would probably go because it's probably got really good music is a lot of times what I think.
1: Yeah, and so I just think this is, like, a really strange marketing technique, and, like, you're missing your target audience, and you're trying to, like, be so general that more. I think more people are disappointed than anything else. And, like, I... I love going to movies twice at, at a minimum. Like I need mm-hmm. to see a movie a couple times because and so like I hated it the first time I went. Like and I, like again, I was like laughing. I didn't I should say I hated it. but I didn't like it because I, it was like so jarring to me. Mm-hmm. But then the second time I went, I could see it as an, its own video or movie. It was musical. like I like had a different frame of mind and it was so good. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I feel like if I had gone into this knowing more of what it was gonna be, you have such a different experience of watching it. Yeah.
0: I I will say, though, out of... Because, again, it does seem like, based on what you said, it is very different than the actual musical itself. Like, the music is. If it was marketed as a musical movie, and I went to this, none of the songs, to me, feel very musically. And so, being someone that really likes to go to musicals, I think I would be disappointed. But, not knowing... Then, yes, it was very jarring. So, I don't know.
1: But yeah. we're, weren't you still disappointed?
0: Yes. Yeah, but jarred. <laughs> I was jarred and disappointed. So, maybe.
1: And then you would just be plain disappointed, not as jarred.
0: But Yeah. I think just when you zoom in really close to someone's face and you see it in theaters and their face is the size of a whole big old screen, that can be very jarring. What? Like, when they do really, really close-ups, which they did for, like, the I Am Regina George, that part. Oh, I see. I was like, I can see into her mouth. Like, sometimes (laughs) I just, I only like close-ups when it feels like it makes sense. I see. And it was too much. It
1: didn't make sense? That's funny. Okay, we touched on two things that I kind of want to go back to a little bit. The... uh, Marketing for this movie, I'll get also not not marketed as a musical, but had a very so they they there was like a whole so obviously it was supposed to come out on Paramount Plus. They decided to do a theatrical release, and then um, sometime this fall, late fall, early winter, they TikTok okay okay again again. I'm not on TikTok, so I'm probably saying this wrong. <laughs> you can release whole movies on TikTok illegally, and they're like. Short, like, three minutes or, like, four minutes, something like mm-hmm. that. This is what the article I read said. Um And so Paramount Plus released the whole Mean Girls, the original, on TikTok, technically illegally, to, like, huh. stir up. Yes, I know. I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know if this was a thing or not. But um to, like, stir up, like, excitement energy the original. Yeah, the original Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, during Christmas time, they did a hashtag 12 days of fetch, like, campaign.
0: Did you know about this? Well, no, but I wonder, does this relate to that Walmart, like, Black Friday ad, or no?
1: Oh, the article I read didn't say anything about the Black Friday ad, but I'm sure that... This was for, like, December up to Christmas, Mm, 12 days mm -hmm. of fetch, and then on Christmas... There was a music video and song release by Megan Thee Stallion and Renee Rapp, and I think it was like one of the songs from it. But it was like a full musical. Um, so, very interesting marketing technique, which again tells us they did, in some capacity, know who their target audience was, and it was very clearly Gen Z or <laughs> like the younger generations. Mm-hmm. And I'm a cosper. Like I, I, I recognize I'm not fully a millennial. I a young millennial but I very much don't understand Gen Z things.
0: Do you think yeah. that they changed it to a theatrical release because of how successful Barbie was?
1: I think that's a really good question but I think they would have had to have done it earlier than that. Like that would it, have been a Barbie six month out, turnaround. May? July.
0: July. Okay.
1: July 18th I believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was Barbenheimer. How do you not remember that weekend? Oh, I lied, It wasn't the 18th. It was the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yes. So I just, I think six months is too, too quick of a turnaround to suddenly change. Like, oh, we're going to put it in theaters because you have to, like, book out theaters. And the way that, like, the cameraing is done.
0: No, I uh, maybe I guess. Adjust. No, I guess because, right, Barbie, they had a ton of marketing even before it came out. And like everyone was wearing pink, maybe the Taylor Swift concerts were going on. So there's a lot of like positive girl energy. And I wonder if, like, again, if it was early enough, like from when Barbie was even marketing. And then they were like, oh, it seems like there's a lot of energy around this. So this is kind of a similar genre or vibe. So let's maybe move it to theaters. I didn't like. That's all I was trying to say. It's like maybe even prior to the actual release date of Barbie, it could have influenced. Oh, I see
1: what you're saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I think the thing that Barbie, like there was like a whole thing about how how the marketing of that movie and Oppenheimer to a degree was like very different than how people have marketed previous movies and like contributed so much to the success of the movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I think that could have been like a, oh, this seems to be doing well for them. Let's do the same. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely a good thought. Um, but yeah, so I think, and I'd be curious your thoughts on this. Every movie is made for a specific audience, um, and like a lot of times that can be pretty general. Um, and I like, I think this movie very specifically was very targeted for like the younger generations that like Gen Z and down, mm-hmm. teeny popper type age, and being like slightly out of that. I like this was one of the first movies that I can like really recognize like wow I was not the target audience for this like mm-hmm. by a lot like a lot of aspects of it like again even just the marketing I missed all the TikTok stuff because I'm not on TikTok <laughs> right and same. like yeah even just like a lot of the outfits oh, like I, that was one thing I remember being like <laughs> not upset by but just like I didn't think any of their outfits were cute <laughs> mm-hmm. and I like, except for
0: Katie's I liked her flannel.
1: Okay, but like all of Regina George's outfits, I was like, I would never wear that. Like uh, mm-hmm. her like pink and green pants—they look comfy, but like I just that yeah, corset I didn't thing, like that. yeah. Like, ugh, yes, and there was like just so much of it that I was like, what? Well, I don't understand this. And I was like, I think it's because I'm not, I'm not a part of that target audience. I'm not a part of this generation that thinks these are like cute clothes. Oh, right. <laughs> um, like my I little also, sister
0: Kara. Love her. And she's a cusper as well. But some of the outfits she wears... And she knows. She she takes some liberties with her outfits. Like, she does, like, a lot of shirts where they have, like, ties or, like, a crop top thing. Or she wears, like, leather pants. And I'm like, huh, bold. Like, I'm just... I'm very, very plain Jane in my outfits. So that's also part of it. I wasn't even that trendy during, you know, times when I could be trendy, you know? <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I just I, I agree. The outfits that didn't that didn't hit for me. I don't know.
1: And I also and I don't know if this is me just like my style. It's the, the outfits here not only did I think were like maybe not as cute, but were very like quote unquote scandalous to me. Like I think it's spe- specifically like that Halloween part where like Oh yes. A lot of boob. Like, I just, like, was, like, is this really what people wear in high school? And, like, again, going back to the original, yeah, the plastics wore kind of, like, short skirts, but, like, it didn't feel as... Overly scandalous. Yeah. And I was, like, again, is this just my age? Like, and again, I'm not old, but, like, am I just not the target audience for this? And I was talking to my sister, Nicole, who's a teacher, and she was, like, no, like, people in high school wear very scandalistic things. She's not a high school teacher, but she
2: mm-hmm.
1: works. Um next to one. And I was like, okay, like maybe this really is just like a generational thing where I was like very scandalized. <laughs> no, I, okay. Again, it makes me sound like a really I wasn't that much, but like, yeah, the <laughs> outfits were very jarring to me. And I was like, this is not high school, but maybe it is high school because uh, the outfits people wear now are, mm-hmm. you know, different. Yeah. Than, yeah. I
0: like, also, I have a, a cousin who is younger in the college years, so very Gen Z. And I would say, yeah, there's some there's some costumes or outfits or things like that. And I'm like, interesting. Like, that just was not the trend at the time for me. Yeah. Again, I'm, what, 10, 11 years out of high school, so it makes sense. that Yeah, definitely not designed mm-hmm. for me, this movie, as far as, like, appeal of what I would wear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Okay, that makes me feel better, because I was like, is this just
2: me? No, no, it's not. But,
1: yeah. So again, I think this re- recognizing yeah, if I didn't like this movie so like a ton, was I the target audience? And the answer is no, we were not the target audience, which is also semi disappointing to me because you would think that a, a remake of Mean Girls would be targeting all of those people that watched it the first time.
0: But what like, are you gonna do, like Mean Girls version in like the corporate world? <laughs> like
1: oh my gosh, I would absolutely watch that movie.
0: Hey Tina Fey, we have a des- we have an idea. <laughs>
1: If you listen we need to a- this,
0: reach out. Kaylee Mosey, Ellie Pant,
1: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that was just interesting to me.
0: One thing that I didn't love, or it felt way more uncomfortable in this movie than I feel like it did the first one, was the animal dynamic that they, like, flash back to. And they did the same sort of thing in the 2004. But it just felt, like, way more, like animalistic you know what I mean like it just felt to another extreme it was uncomfortable
1: yeah it was and again I think it's part of it is they they were maybe not making as many references to her her growing up in Africa Mm -hmm. and so in the original she like because we're in Katie's perspective, a lot of times she would think, like, well, I know how this would be handled in the animal world, and then right. you would see that, and then it would, like, flashback to what would happen in reality, and then this one, you didn't get that inner monologue, and it didn't, right. it like, I think it was only, like, that one song, the um, Apex Predator song, where they were an- acting like animals, and it just felt kind of odd, again, if you didn't have that context of the first movie. Um... I did end up actually the second time I went to this I went with a friend of mine who had never seen the original um, What? which I know <laughs> she didn't really watch movies growing up like she mm. knew some of the quotes but I was like okay like tell me like what what was this movie like from your perspective like not having the comparison and she was like oh I thought it was good like she liked it she was like it was like a musical like I could tell the like she recognized a couple of the quotes but it's from a very blank canvas she liked it a lot mm. so that was interesting
0: Mm -hmm. nice well good well Mm -hmm. do you have some fun facts for us elbow
1: you betcha um okay this kind of goes with the the difference between the musical and the movie the new movie but there were actually 14 songs cut from the stage musical to the movie which i think is such a high number but i think part of that is like reprises, where it's like the same song but they like come up again
0: yeah yeah and I guess, yeah. again, for time, because they kept a lot of, like, dialogue, but otherwise was probably just singing in the, the musical, is my assumption. It felt like the majority of the movie wasn't actually music. I would say it was probably, like, 30-70. Maybe even, yeah. like, 20%,
1: 80%. like. Really? I would say it's higher.
0: Really? But you watched it twice, so I, I watched it once. That's good.
1: yeah um and then the original movie which sparked all of this which we mentioned Tina Fey it was like her first time writing for things um she actually based it off a book called Queen Bees and Wannabes Helping Your Daughter Survive Clicks Gossip Boyfriends and Other Realities of Adolescence by (laughs) Rosalind Weiss
0: (laughs) wow what a title what (laughs) (laughs) what a subtitle yeah
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but kind of funny that it is based off of a book which originally. I think she took a lot of, maybe changed it a lot, but I thought that mm-hmm. was fun. Um, And then also from the original Broadway cast, you had mentioned um, Renee Rapp was Regina George and mm-hmm. Ashley Park was Gretchen and she's actually the French teacher in the movie. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I thought so too. Um. Oh, and then the other thing that I just saw in, Tina Fey talking about in an interview is that the iconic Glenn Coco is just—it was like a brother's her brother's friend, and so she like used his name. She's like, "Yeah, I like ruined his life <laughs> because they're like, you go, Glenn Coco.' Oh boy, it's a real person.
0: <laughs> wow, I heard that they she were going. Um, and this might not be true, but it was on IMDb facts. They were maybe going to cast Harry Styles as Glenn Coco, and then they nixed that idea.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would, like, it would, I don't know how that would have gone.
0: Man, Harry Styles and cameos, I don't know what it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so those were a couple of the fun facts I had.
0: Yeah, and then the only one that I had that I thought was interesting, apparently the character of Katie's father is not in the musical or the 2024 version, which. I think is interesting also the fact that we haven't brought up the fact that katie's mom is jenna fisher aka pam from the office oh she's amazing i'm very sad that there's not enough parts the part where katie almost gets hit by a bus in the beginning though yeah. where like jenna like goes ah! uh, i just love her expression but i wish she was in it more um
1: That part was really funny, the butt, like, (laughs) when she started screaming. Um, I was waiting for you to bring it up. I I intentionally was like, oh, Kaylee will (laughs) go say
0: this. I would have kicked myself if I didn't bring that up, but shout out to Jenna (laughs) Fisher. And it was interesting because on their podcast, Office Ladies, they were talking about, oh, it really makes sense why they cast her, because she looks a lot like the, the lead actress, like Katie. And then... Another thing that I noticed was that um, Regina George's mom was not Amy Poehler. Like, a lot of other people came back and reprised their roles, right? Like Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, like we said. But I think the reason why they didn't have Amy Poehler was because um, Busy Phillips, I believe, is the actress's name. She looks a lot more like Renee Rapp, which... I get, and I think Busy Phillips is also a comedian, so it's all it's all fair. But I was really hoping to see Amy Poehler, and then I didn't, and I was like, oh, it's not the same. So for that reason, I like the 2004 version better alone. But <laughs> <laughs> Just for
1: Amy Poehler. Well, there a weird really... chihuahua,
0: you know, and, and that chihuahua was very interesting. You know, there was a lot more, like, them at um, Regina George's house, I feel like, in 2004 than there was in this one.
1: Yeah, that... It felt like a lot of the scenes were cut a little bit, Um, but I did think Busy Phillips was really funny, the she way was. that she was talking to them, mm-hmm. in her, like, all-pink velvet jumpsuit. <laughs> I was like, this is still just as... Not just as good, but still very funny.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Um,
1: I did like that a lot.
0: Well, we got a few questions to kind of wrap up, but... One is, what was your favorite part of the movie?
1: My favorite part? I don't know if I have a favorite part. I think a lot of the original, like, iconic quotes, Um, I was glad to see that for the most part, the delivery of them was equally as funny. So I think for mm-hmm. me, it was more so, like, significant lines were really funny. Um, I My favorite song was the I'd Rather Be Me by Janice's character at the end, um, so that like mean, if I had to pick like a part, I think that that scene was was really good for me. Um, I liked her song. I liked the way that they kind of took the tension away from the girls fighting and more on like not letting other people like define you or like being mm. like happy with who you are as a person. Because I think that's more of the message that this movie is like trying to portray um rather than like okay we need another scene of the girls fighting each other um so i think yeah probably that
0: i think my favorite part was probably where they had what was it they put a sprinkler on regina george and then her eyeliner was running or something and then everyone in the school because i really liked it in the first movie like where everyone in the school just copied Regina George because she did something absolutely ridiculous. Um, And so they had, like, all the different, like, flashes of people doing that. So, like, even the French teacher, like, had her makeup normal (laughs) and then, like, put water in her tear ducts. And then, like, uh, I just thought that was kind of a funny, like, callback, but a little creative because I was curious if they were going to do something similar. Um, So I think I just liked that part of the last movie, too.
1: Yeah, it was, it's interesting, again, when you compare the two, what things they had to change, like, you, they did, it was basically the same script, but then, like, they had to change certain things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I have a question. Do you think the original, with all of the maybe not-so-great jokes, or the new one, where they cut out a lot of jokes but didn't necessarily add a lot of new ones, which one's funnier to you? The old one. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the old one's funnier. I also felt like there's a little more character development. Maybe because the songs were still trying to move the plot along, but, like, it didn't give as much... Like, I feel like in the first movie there was way more interaction when it came to, like, the mathletes side of things. Maybe not. Maybe it was still just that short amount of time. And I'm misremembering. But I feel like there was more regret that Katie had that was shown like in conversations with her parents or I don't know. So I I felt like because there was more character development, I feel like it was easier to laugh at the different things that they said because it made it more real versus (laughs) I don't always like laugh at slapstick humor. Not so if I don't know the characters as well or if I don't feel like they're as well developed then it feels like they're throwing out jokes. That you're laughing at versus at, like, some amount of sincerity. Mm-hmm. What you, what about you?
1: No, I agree. I think, because I, I rewatched the original for this as well. Perfect. And, like, it is interesting now watching it. It's, like, harder to laugh at some of them because you're like, ooh, that's. You know, racist they're like oh that's, that's yeah. not great <laughs> um so I think it, it's a little bit less funny than but it's still funnier than the new one because mm-hmm. like I was trying to think like okay they cut out all these jokes what were the new jokes they added and there wasn't a ton yeah um I also just looked up the runtime for the new one is still under two hours like they had time they could have added right um like, it was only an hour and, like, 45 minutes or something like that. So it was, like, a relatively short movie where I think they, even though, they, yeah, they added songs, they still could have added more yeah. than they did.
0: I think the OG Mean Girls is an hour and 37 minutes. Because I was looking up to see how long the movie was <laughs> when I was did. going to theaters to plan out some other stuff. And uh, I looked up the wrong movie, so it didn't help me there. <laughs> but it is funny <laughs> how that. short movies used to be.
1: And, like, how much they packed in that, like, an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I felt like we got more character development than we did in the, like, closer to two-hour movie. Yeah. That was new.
2: Okay.
0: What is the impact this movie has had on your life?
1: Hmm. I think this movie really reinforced my already existing theory around seeing a movie more than once and I've said it like multiple times today already but like I just think there's so much value in like okay yeah the first time you're going to be disappointed it's not the movie that you want it to be but then going a second time drastically changed my experience of it and like had I not gone that second time I feel like I would have been like oh yeah this movie sucks blah 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 blah. um so if, if this this movie had anything it was to reinforce why I like to see things a couple times or like the, the value in trying to look at a movie as the standalone versus like comparing it to the original. It's Mm -hmm. hard not to, but I think once you look at it as its own movie, it's, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, The original Mean Girls, (laughs) very impactful (laughs) on my life. (laughs) I think just the, the, again, one of those childhood memories that will forever be quoted between my sisters and I, or friends, and, like, yeah, so many references that I don't think will ever fade.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just part of the, the, what is it called, the zeitgeist? It's just part of our, that's a, that's a movie term, where it's, like, part of our, now, culture, like, me and girls.
1: That it was a biology term.
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's the zeitgeist. That's what people say on celebrity podcasts, I think. Sure, sure. You could I Google it. it. I would love to know more. And while you Google it, um, I'd say for me, yeah, the most, like the 2024 version, again, I only saw it once. Impact on my life, meh, marginal, <laughs> I guess. But I would say the 2004 uh, movie, again, similar to, to Ellie, just very quotable, something that will always be... Like if someone says, Wednesdays we were pink or something. What does zeitgeist mean? She's smiling a lot.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. I figured out what word I was thinking of. I was thinking of zygote, which is like like a process of cells. (laughs) But zeitgeist is the defining spirit or mood of a particular period of history, as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time.
0: Mm. So I would say Mean Girls was definitely in the zeitgeist of the early 2000s or 2000s mm. in general. But Absolutely. But yes. Mean Girls will always be a movie that I love. This one I think they didn't do terrible. I think that you know, probably watching it again would help. But But yeah.
2: Any other yeah. thoughts?
1: No. I I love me a good a good women lead movie mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. i i had a great time i think it it again you go into it with positive mind it's it's a very fun movie and i had a lot of fun chatting about it
0: yeah me too all well if you haven't already please follow us on instagram at cinema ladies podcast we post every other monday new podcast episodes so be looking out for the future ones as well special little thing our next podcast we're actually going to have a guest with us so definitely be on the lookout i am kaylee mosey (laughs)
1: and i'm ellie pant we're the cinema ladies podcast thanks all